Let's start with the Nokar Mantra. Om Namo Arihantanam, Om Namo Sitanam, Om Namo Ayadiyanam, Om Namo Vachayanam, Namo Lue Savasahunam, Eso Panchanamo Karo, Salva Pavapanasano, Mangalalancha Salvesim, Paramam Have Mangalam, Paramam Have Mangalam. Jay Janendra, Happy New Year to everybody. It's good to see everybody again. And every year I have the same argument with myself. That is, should we start the year with goal setting? Um, every year I say, no, you know, that's not why they come to dad's class. That's not something that you guys would find valuable. And that's not something, that's something that you could do outside of dad's class. And every year I have the same argument. And then I remember things I tell my kids. And I always tell my kids, time is the most precious thing in the world. It's not something that rich people can buy more of. It's not something that poor people can get less of, excepting that you may not be able to take care of your health as well, so you may not have that much time. Um, and so time is very precious. And I'm always grateful that you would spend time with me and time with each other one hour a week here today. So the best gift I can give you is giving you that hour back to do goal setting. And that's what we're going to do today. That's all we're going to do. Does everybody have the table? I can send it again. It's our same table um, that we use. It's our smart goals table. And I'm going to send it to the group right now. I'm on my phone here. And so that's all we're doing today. So if you need time to fire up the printer, you know, fire up the printer, print out this table. That's all we're going to do today. Um, the, for, uh, print it out and fill it out as I go along. Feel free to get up and leave and then fill out this table. Uh, for the people listening in at home, um, I can go through the rows and columns of the table. On the rows side, we have personal goals, professional goals, spiritual goals, physical goals, mental goals, and family goals. And of course, on the columns, we want to make sure all of our goals for the next six months are SMART goals. So that SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, resourced, and time-based. So we're going to be filling out this table for ourselves for the next six months, for the next hour. This is my gift to you and is to give you the time that you gave me to set these goals. So don't feel too much pressure. Feel free to fill it in while I'm talking. I'm just going to be talking. You can, you know, write, print it out and write it down. Um, don't feel a lot of pressure to fill all of these in. That's too much for six months. If you would have put two down for each of these rows, that's way too much for these two months. Um, just fill in what you think you can accomplish in six months and make sure they are smart. Uh, so today I have an update to my photo tip. So I used to remind you guys to uh, take a photo of the goals after you fill it, it, filled it out using your phone. Um, and then, you know, the other day I was looking for a document that I had taken a photo of and I kind of remembered like around what time it was, but I couldn't find it because I have 10,000 pictures of my kids on my phone. So I couldn't find one picture of one document. It was like impossible. So my new update, my new tip for you is to take five photos in a row of this thing. Because if I had taken five photos in a row, I could have found that one picture. So that's my new tip for you is take five photos in a row of your completed goals table. And um, if you want, set it as the background to your phone. That way you look at it every day. A lot of people uh, put it on their refrigerator. A lot of people... Put it, put it on their bathroom mirror. Put it someplace where you can look at it and be reminded of, oh, hey, I have these goals and 
I want to accomplish these goals and these are things that I'm interested in doing. And remember, this is just forced mindfulness, right? Before you can get your mind to be mindful on its own, this is just a reminder, like a post-it note. That's all a post-it note is. It's forced mindfulness. So every time you do these things, you get in the habit of being mindful. The one thing that you can't do is to feel bad if you don't make any progress on these goals. We're going to revisit this in six months when we fill out a new one. And even if you did do anything about these goals, the one thing you can't do is feel bad. Because the act of writing the goal down itself is progress. The act of writing the goal down itself is mindfulness. So even if you put this in your drawer and you don't look at it for six months and you only remember when I remind you in six months and say, oh yeah, it was in this drawer this whole time. That's still important. It's still important for you to use this hour to fill out this goal sheet. The act of writing down the goal itself is one of the hardest steps in the whole process. The only step that's harder is the first action that you take toward that goal. Now, why is that? It's because after you take that first action, it's something you are rather than something you want to be. That is, after you write down that first word, you're a writer. And the rest of the words are easier to write. After you sit down and meditate for the first time, you're a meditator. And the next time is a little bit easier. After you open the textbook for the first time on your own, you are a soul rather than a body. And it becomes easier to do things for your soul rather than your body. So writing the goal down is the second hardest step. The hardest step is the first action you take towards that goal. So don't you cannot feel bad if you don't meet these goals. You cannot feel bad if you haven't made any progress. If you use this hour to write these goals down, that is worth your time. Thanks to everybody who just joined. We're filling out our dad's class goal sheet. We're writing down our personal, professional, spiritual, physical, mental, and family goals for the next six months. And we're making sure they're smart. They're specific, measurable, achievable, resourced, and time-bound. Any so, questions on any of that so far or comments? So Tim, um, this is not specific to this, but um, a while ago, I think Koshik and I had a little wager or challenged each other on a goal, spiritual goal, I think. That's right. And, you know, my confession is I probably have failed to some extent, you know, of that. Um, originally, it was going great. You know, I was doing this twice a day. It was, I was, I was all right. And then for my own, probably my own challenges of not focusing on that, I had to, uh, I was unable to do it. And then I was doing it once a day and then it just became none a day. Um, and so I don't know, I, I feel like, can you help me? Can, can you help me? Uh, so once again, I'm sorry about that coach. You probably beat me on this one. I give you that much. <laughs> um, but how do you, how do you reset a goal? right? That is challenging, but not like coasting. You know what I'm saying? Like I can say, Hey, you know what? Instead of doing it twice a day, I can do it once a day. Or I can say, but I want to make my goal, right? Or do I say, I'm going to do it this many times a week, you know, like, like what, what's the happy medium? That's great. So there's two answers I would have for that. The first is readjusting the goal. Certainly, we should readjust any goals during our progress if we find out somehow, for example, it's not achievable like we once thought it was. 
we should readjust the goal to make it something achievable. And same with the other adjectives. If we find out that it's not time bound or that the time was mismanaged somehow, we should readjust the goal to bring it in line to something we can do. And the second part is the mindfulness part. That is, we should remember our emotions when we set that goal and why we set that goal. And that will help us fulfill that goal. So if by looking at the goal sheet, you realize that, oh yeah, I made this wager with Goshik and I feel really good about it because I'm helping him and I'm helping myself. And if you can conjure that motivation up again, why you will be more likely to fulfill that goal. And so I think with those two kind of answers, that would help you in reprioritizing this goal in your life. And I realize that it's easy to say, oh, this is supposed to be forced mindfulness. But sometimes what happens is we look at it and we say, yeah, I know I'm supposed to do that. And we don't do it anyway. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I brought it to mind and I didn't do it anyway. And, and that's what that's the hard part. You've hit the nail on the head. And that is the hard part. We all know we're supposed to eat right and exercise. I mean, but and that doesn't everybody knows that, but it's hard to do it. And it's not simply the mindfulness that will get you to do it. It is the mindfulness combined with understanding that priority in your life and combined with that desire to take control of your life rather than have other people control your life. If you had looked at that goal every day and be reminded of the pleasant feelings you felt for Koshik and how that is doing good for him and doing good for yourself, you could have kept up on that goal. Yeah, it worked out very well for me. <laughs> but but I would say that it was pretty ambitious. <laughs> I had to do two Naukarwalis per day. Uh, I, I, yeah, it, it was very difficult. And and now I'm reconsidering to get it down to one per day. Sure. As part of my new goal, because I think it's just too much. Sometimes I go to bed and I think about it, and then I, I think about Nick. <laughs> you think bed. about Nick in bed, great. <laughs> And one thing you can't do, you absolutely cannot do, I'll repeat myself, you cannot feel bad about missing these targets. We're all going to miss these targets. Sometimes the 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 sheet I write in six months is exactly the same sheet I wrote the previous six months. It's the same words and everything. You absolutely cannot feel bad about missing these targets. They're designed to be missed. You're probably going to miss them. There's worth in writing them down itself. There's worth itself in just writing the goal down. And I realize that sometimes it's hard to know what a good goal is. So I'm going to give you some examples to stimulate your mind. And then maybe you can decide what a good goal is. Here's one. I'm going to sit down to meditate twice in the next six months using a free app that I download on my phone today. How about this one? I'm going to skip dinner twice in the next six months and monitor how I feel during the process. I am going to go out for a jog twice in the next six months and write down how I feel afterwards in the notes app on my phone. Once a month on Friday morning, so that's six times in the next six months, I'm going to look at job listings. I'm going to work on my resume. I'm going to hop down LinkedIn and schedule some job activities. How about this one? I am going to read a book in the next six months. How about this one? I am going to resolve to set my boundaries for my personal time for growth. A lot of times we feel like there's not enough time for us to do things for ourselves because when I get home from work, I have to do these things for the family. I have to do these things for the house. And I have to do these things. And then it's time for bed. 
If you need permission, I am giving you permission to take one hour a day for yourself. That is not too much to ask from your family, that you take one hour a day. Maybe half an hour is exercise and half an hour is meditate. Maybe one hour is exercise. Maybe half an hour is read a book and half an hour is um, do something about my uh, employment on the computer. It is not too much time. Sometimes we feel that. A lot of times we feel that. Well, I could never get an hour a day for myself. That is not too much time to ask from your family. The better thing to do is to use, give your family that same time to work on their goals. While I am doing my exercise, uh, my wife is working on something that she wants to work on. She's working on her spiritual goals. While I'm doing my meditation, my kids are working on their personal goals. You know, that's not school. They're working on their patsala homework. Or they're exercising with me. How about that? We're doing exercise time with the family. That's still your personal time. You're accomplishing your goals, but you're doing it with your family. That maybe is even better if you feel like I don't want to really set boundaries with my family, then incorporate them into your personal goals. Does anybody, you don't have to share any of your goals if you don't want to. This is an exercise for you individually. Does anybody want to share something that they have in mind? testimonial in here so I will I'll show you guys in a, in a broken way uh, this was my 2020 goals oh great uh, oh it looks very long it's an entire page yeah so you will see it's held it's the same format I think we adopted last time it was discussed in our dad's class mm -hmm. so we adopted as family so this is our thing to do now on 31st evening so we're with you on 31st evening doing this we did this as a family, and what's the fun part? I hope you probably upside down, but we had fun checking things, and you will see some checks and you will see some dots. And uh, your dot means that something that we worked on, uh, made some efforts, but didn't achieve it. And check means that it was fun, like you know, kids were doing it, all four of us did it, and uh, so and and after that, we prepared based on the learning. So that was our first time doing it as a family. So based on that, we, we kind of prepared our 2021 goals. And like what Nick was saying, I mean, some of the things that I failed on, I mean, I, and, you know, it was a good experience telling kids as well that I failed on something and, uh, and, and telling them, okay, I'm going to modify that so I can, I can do a little bit differently this time. Uh, so it's, it's a learning progress, but one thing I think it's important to think about that what we did not achieve last year, was it really worth it? Uh, is, is there something that we see in a value and a benefit that we lost by not spending time on that particular goal? And I think that realization can give you more incentive to work on that goal this year. Uh, I, I was with Nikhil and Kaushik and I, I missed on that uh, uh, probably I was the first one to drop off and not telling anybody on on Mala. But I remember that day. I mean, I remember days when I was like Kaushik was sitting on the bed, and I felt guilty for not doing that. And probably I should have got up and do one Mala for fifteen minutes rather than you know kind of staying in the bed for fifteen minutes and not trying to accomplish it. But it's something that you know you think about those things. Anything that adds value, I think you, you definitely should. Uh, adjust the goal and, and keep it. And if you don't see something that, you know, you're like, okay, it's not that return uh, on my time, then it should be okay not to meet the goal and just scratch it and come up with a new something that adds value. That's great. And that hits on one of the major points is that sometimes these goals feel like chores. And that's why we don't do them. It feels like a chore when I'm sitting on my couch to get up and go run on the treadmill. You know, it feels like I just don't want to do it. So the way to counteract that, there's some uh, practical ways, which we'll discuss later. But the theoretical way to counteract that is to realize that these are things we get to do. 
So with the example of exercise is, it's not something I have to do. It's something I get to do to take care of my body, to take care of my mental health as well, to make sure that I sleep. If we remember that things, these are things we get to do rather than things we have to do, we will enter the right mindset. And that right mindset is key. I've realized as I'm getting older, you know, we just, um, we were just in the holiday season and I had a lot of gifts to wrap and I had to leave it to the last minute. And I had like maybe 15, 20 gifts to wrap all in the same time. I couldn't break it out into different sessions. And it felt like something I had to do. It felt like a chore. And then I realized, why should this feel like a chore? It's giving gifts to people I love. Well, I have to wrap them. Well, that's a pain. Well, you know what I should do? I should think about how I selected this gift while I'm wrapping them. I should think about how they're going to feel when they're unwrapping them. I should think about the love I feel for these persons while I'm wrapping their gifts. And it turned out great. I love to do it. I love to think about helping people and while I was wrapping, concentrating on the wrapping and why I was wrapping it and why it was a priority for me to wrap it and why I should even wrap it in the first place. It turned out great. So when I don't want to get on the treadmill, it helps to learn to remember that it's something that I get to do. It's not something that I have to do. I get the time to work on my health and I know that it's going to make my other time better. And all of a sudden, you know, I can get up off the couch because running on the treadmill is something I get to do. Now there, are, we have to translate those into practical things for your specific goal that feels like a chore. So for the gym, I always say, you gotta be able to just tell yourself, I'm gonna get in my clothes and if I still don't feel like working out, then I'm gonna just go home. And half the time getting in the clothes is like, making me feel like working out, you know? And so for a specific chore like, uh, saying the Navkar Mantra before bed, um, a specific, uh, um, let's think about, since this is an example that keeps recurring, let's think about a practical way to realize it's something we get to do. Kind of like putting on clothes and going to the gym. How can we make it, how can we counteract that it feels like a chore? tell you that uh, I haven't gone to the gym for a very long time until I started recently going to I say recently it's been over a year uh, and the first couple times I thought I was like going to the gym but then I looked around and there were really people going to the gym I was just there hanging out it seemed like you know I was running at four miles an hour and I thought I was running and the guy next to me is running at eight miles an hour right like it's just it opens your mind but <clears throat> I did think about going for a little bit and then, you know, once you maybe achieve your goal of why you're going, you leave that because you've like achieved something. But uh, now I feel like there's some weeks that I do miss the gym for whatever reason I, I can't go or, or something like that. And the day I don't go, I, I feel like I'm missing something. Like, like I didn't eat or like, you know, it's one of those things. And so, and not only that, but we have a pretty good group of people that go to the gym together and I have, I, I, I'm in line at a certain spot there. And so the day I'm not there, three people call like, Hey, where are you? You know? So I think that camaraderie of someone keeping you accountable, like, you know, if we met every Sunday at the Derasser and I saw Goshik, I would just feel bad. Right. You know, not, not because he's so good looking, but you know, uh, because, <laughs> because I didn't, I didn't do what I had to do. He would have confessed slightly earlier. Huh? Well, I didn't want you to fail, so I, I, I did it for, for you, actually. <laughs> All right, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, seriously, like, I think that, you know, the more, the more interaction that you get, the more automatic, you know, indirect remembrance you get out of that. I don't know if that even makes sense, but... Sure, you know, and uh, that means your goal became a habit, and that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to counteract that our lethargy just enough so it gets us a habit. 
And then we start, it starts, it feels like the ball starts rolling, it starts going downhill. And all these things reinforce each other. And that's, and that's the thing. The curve of how easy it is, is like, it starts out really hard, and then it gets easier and easier as you do more and more. The hardest part is always the first one, because then it becomes a habit. And so, once it becomes a habit, for you to realize you're a soul, you're never going to forget it. If the ball is starting to roll, rolling downhill, you're like, I really enjoyed cracking open my textbook. I need to do it more. Or I really enjoyed doing that Nokar mantra. I need to do it more. And the more and more those other things will start to fade. You know, television starts losing its luster. Movies start losing its luster. Even books. Once you realize that there is truth in our textbook, and you read a fiction book, it's over. You're just going to stop reading fiction books altogether. Books start losing their luster. All, all the experiences that you took pleasure in, it sounds bad, but it's not bad, all become things you don't take pleasure in anymore because you realize the truth. And you made that truth a habit. Just like going to the gym becomes a habit and you don't feel it anymore. You feel bad when you don't go. Well, realizing your soul becomes a habit and you really feel bad when you'd stop realizing that. And so that's very important. Um, and it's very important to understand, just like if we had got together and you'd seen Koshik's face, that would be a forced mindfulness thing, right? And that's why, so, go ahead. Sorry. No, so what I was gonna propose, going back to Koshik's thing and my little battle. Okay. Uh, to make slightly more accountable than just writing it, I will set up a group on WhatsApp, Koshik, if you're okay with it, all right? Every day when I finish my no-car writing, I'm gonna say done on the group. This way you know that I did it that day, okay? And uh, my goal, I'm gonna make it for seven times a week. So just in case I do have to flex, I can do two on one day and cover it up for one. Or so seven on Friday. Time. Yeah, whatever that is, right? You know, so this would this would at least we're we're keeping ourselves accountable uh, without seeing each other every Sunday. If someone else wants to be a part of that group, I'll I'll be glad to add you to our our WhatsApp. I think it's a good idea. Let's do that. Seven per week, right? And 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 we'll try not to send seven dunks on last day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the intent, but you know. Uh, you know, we, we, we're, we're, we're doing, we're trying to do like short term seven, you know, seven per week. Right. You know, week starts on Monday, ends on Sunday. Just to be clear. And remember, any other takers? Come on guys, 10 minutes. And, and, and if, if you want to do three per week, that's fine. Right. You can still be part of the group. That's your yeah. goal. Right. You, you don't have to do seven. All right, we got another one. Yeah, what works good for for us at times, what we see, Nick, like your example, you have people around you going at the same time at the gym. You do the same thing as a buddy system, right? What we do it in the office sometimes. The buddy system is you have two people in your family, in your house, do the similar things, the same thing, and encouraging, encouraging each other. So... Generally, buddy system will be me and my one of my kid will be doing, like we said, exercise or something together. So if I'm falling behind, other person will remind, or if they're falling behind, I will remind. That does work really well for us. Um, so the goals that we have set up, you know, we have, uh, you know, this is my goal sheet right now. So the goals we have set up, there are certain things always works if it is, if it is a buddy system in the house. So that's what we try to achieve. And probably 50% works, 50% doesn't work. But um, the more return works, I see that is when you have somebody with you reminding you or working with you that helps you achieve that. Okay. Right. Well, no, 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 no pressure to anyone out there. But if right. you know, before you let me go uh, or let me off the hook, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna dash for five for a week. Okay, cool. We're okay with that. And I wrote it down uh, on my, my goal sheet as well. So. 
If you do more, Mihir, we won't hold you against it, right? We won't hold that against you, right? Don't worry about it. Okay, so I see people writing things down, and I think that's great. That's all we're doing today is we're filling out this sheet. Um, so if you still haven't printed it out or you still haven't do it, there's we still got half an hour left. I'm giving you this time to just fill out the sheet, and um, hopefully the people that I can't see, they're writing it down. I just sent the goal sheet to the group. You can fill it out, or even if you can't print it out right now, just start writing things down um, if you haven't. Uh, that's all that's all we're doing this week. Um, so thank you to everybody who's taking it seriously. Um, remember that mantras work. And this is just like another type of mantra. And the reason that it's the same is because it's all mindfulness in the end, right? That mantras work, and you've heard me explain this before, it's not magic. It's not saying I have a mantra that says I am going to be a millionaire in a year and somehow it magically works. It's not magic. If you repeat it to yourself five times in the morning or in the afternoon, what happens is that you start to make decisions that are biased towards the mantra. That is, if you repeat to yourself, I'm going to be a millionaire in a year, then you start to, what happens is at the end of work, you're tired. But instead of going home to see your family, you go to that job thing that you were doing, or you say, I'm going to take a break, but you repeat it to yourself five times in the morning, I'm going to be a millionaire in a year. So instead of taking your break, you write that email to that, uh, to that person. Um, so it's not magic. So you can use whatever mantra you want. And one of these goals can be your mantra, you know, it's all just mindfulness in the end. We call it different things for different practical applications. But remember, mantras work and it's not magic. All it does it is it biases your decision towards the mantra because you keep it in the front of your mind. Thanks to everybody who just joined. We're filling out our goals worksheet. I'm really grateful of all the time that you dev devote to dad's class. And I really, you know, argue with myself every year about well, why are we doing this? This is not anything that anybody wants to do, but it's just giving you this time to fill out the goal sheet that I just sent out to the group. And then this is for six months. And so we're just gonna fill out some goals for six months and then we're gonna revisit it at the end of the year. So does anybody have anything um, that they wanna share? some goal that they hit or some goal that they missed or something that the group might uh, appreciate. Maybe some off-kilter goal or some surprising conclusions that they reached when they did this exercise. Hey Tim, um, you know, uh, this has nothing to do with my goal, but it may be one of our teammates' goals. Kieran's on the, uh, the meets now and Kieran is running a marathon this year. Oh wow! Virtual marathon. Uh, I think that's a great goal. I wish I wish I could I could run you know thirteen point one miles uh, for a half marathon, but um, you know that's definitely a, a great goal for him. So congratulations to him on making well setting the goal and hopefully finishing that goal next week when he runs that marathon. So good job, here. Thank you. And uh, just to clarify, it's half marathon. It's not full. I wish I could do full, but I guess I'm... Still 13.1 miles. That's a lot. Well, people people who's running full, you know, for them half is nothing. So <laughs> I wish, you know, I can come out, out of my comfort zone and do full, but right now I'm keeping myself to half marathon. Don't worry. You can add that to your next six months. I so. wish. We'll see. Well, one step at a time. So Umesh and Neil, we're waiting to hear from you. I can't tell if you're writing anything down or not. Well, I hope that you are. I hope that you're getting some value out of this. Um, anything going on, Umesh and Neil? Okay, I'm filling out. Uh, we'll let you know on oh, this. Okay, sure thing. Thank you. Sorry. It's hard for me during this class time because I'm always with my kids yeah. and they're all 
And so I'm always toggling back and forth with their classes. <laughs> like my little one, Naya, she's only five years old. She's like, I muted myself accidentally. Can you help me? So yeah. I, I'm always running back and forth. So I apologize. I can't participate full with full heart. Oh, but, no problem. Um, always listening. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. And we haven't seen Baresh in so long. I'm glad. I think it must have been his New Year's resolution to come back and check in on dad's class. What's been going on, Baresh? That's his goal. Once a week. Well, uh, 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 Tim, thanks for that nice introduction. I appreciate it. <laughs> now, it, is, it has been... Uh, it, I apologize. I have not been regular. And, uh, you know, you talk about the... Uh, you know, things that keep bothering you. This is one of the things that keep bothering me that I... You know, every Sunday when, in the afternoon, I look back and I say, oh, I missed that class today. And uh, it, you are right. It is one of my new resolutions to be a little more regular than I have. But I appreciate your patience. Uh, I always feel very welcome whenever I'm here. So I, 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 uh, I, I'm grateful for that. Absolutely. It's, I was just joking. It's not my intention to make anybody feel bad about not attending class or attending class or anything like that. I'm happy to work with anybody's schedule. I realize that you guys are devoting time to me and I really appreciate that. I'm grateful for that. Obviously, I'm just joking. Um, it's very good to see you and, um, we don't expect any kind of attendance. We don't, we do, we don't want you to be regular. We don't, we don't expect anything. We just take everybody as they come. Well, actually, that is really uh, the comforting part. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, whenever I feel uh, I'm able to join, I, I don't have a, I don't feel like I'll be, you know, judged or this or that. And uh, so I appreciate that very much. And that's why I have no hesitancy in joining whenever I can. So I appreciate that. I just want to mention one thing, you know, on uh, this goal setting, I was uh, just reflecting on what I kind of said to myself uh, six months ago. And uh, one of the things that I noticed is uh, uh, on the professional goals, I had mentioned, to, I, you know, I, I recall mention, uh, writing down that I want to be more objective and as, you know, uh, not let uh, my analysis get distracted by emotions at all and last six months have, have been to say the least being very testing uh for especially for people in in, in financial markets and uh it's really uh, a kind of uh, comforting to know that despite all the stuff that has been going on actually i'm pretty pleased with the way I remain focused on 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 what factors matter most to the market and keeping out the noise and and what do I attribute that to I don't know I mean it's maybe it's just a question of uh, um, uh, not getting emotional um, just you know I'm, I'm trying to write I'm trying to scratch my brain and see what actually worked and I'll let you know if I actually find out the, the, the main things, but, uh, it's been remarkable and, uh, we'll, you know, hopefully uh, continue to do that. That's great. And obviously, uh, this time doesn't work out for some people and we have some people that just listen in on the podcast. So I don't know if you guys know, but. A lot of people around the world know your voices and you're famous. Um, we have 46 subscribers on YouTube. I'm getting, we have a regular listener from Australia. We have a regular listener from different places that can't come at 1030 on Sunday, but they know all about you. And this class is, of course, for everybody and it's for whatever time that works for people. And some people just listen in their car and their podcast and that we don't know about. Um, and so it's important to understand that uh, 
this class is for everybody and it's not about whether you can come or not come. And I really appreciate um, you giving me your time because that's, that's quite a generous gift that you're giving me that I'm giving you back today. Does anybody have a goal that they hit or an unusual goal or a goal that they missed? Yeah. And I haven't done that. So. It's so hard, isn't it? It's very, very hard. You think like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to sit down. Feel so weird sitting down alone in the room with the lights off. It's so hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, I do want to start doing that, but some reason or the other. And these are all excuses, clearly. <laughs> Uh, but hopefully I'll do, I'll, I'll start doing that. It seems like there's a million better things you could be doing than doing nothing because doing nothing is doing nothing at all. But once you start meditating, you realize that doing nothing is one of the most important things you could be doing. <laughs> you know, uh, but as recently I got, a, I, uh, Lopa got a new, uh, eye watch, you know, um, uh, and I, I'm beta testing her old one, you know, just to see like if it matches all my stats in other things I do. And they have this little thing called breathe, right? Um, which is like, a, it's a one minute thing where the watch tells you that, hey, take the next minute and just take seven deep breaths, you know? I've just tried it to fool around with it, you know? It's pretty cool. It's kind of like, uh, it's addictive, you know? That, you know, it's only one minute long, right? So yeah. it's like, ah, uh, you know, let me go do it, right? You know, I'm waiting for someone or I'm waiting for getting on a call or something and I can go do that. And it's helped me kind of focus on that, even though I'm not really focused on that, right? You know, so I don't know. There are a lot of gimmicks or, or, or things that will help you kind of refocus that. And I don't know if that will help you. No, I think you're right. Uh, actually, I don't have the iWatch, but uh, my wife does and... Uh, she actually uh, does that sometimes. I've seen her, and so uh, maybe uh, that's something I should try. Yeah, I. There are definitely many ways to make yourself uh, do it. It's just I, you know, maybe I need to make this a uh, priority. Something that makes that that that'll help me. Sure. And on that note, does anybody want some help from the group? Uh, does anybody want some help into having how I can make stuff feel like not a chore? I guess I shouldn't have brought up that the whole world was listening before we talk about our problems. But does anybody want want some comment from anybody else on the things that they did? While you guys think about that, um, obviously, I think Parish knows all of this. But in case anybody has the same question, the reason that we meditate is to realize that the observer of our thoughts are not our thoughts. That is, most people don't know that they're thinking. And you might wonder why, like, oh, I know I'm thinking. No, you probably don't. You're probably so wrapped up in your thoughts that you don't know you're thinking throughout the day. And it's only once you start to realize that, that you start to realize that everybody in the world is walking around in this kind of fog, that their thoughts are leading them rather than them leading their thoughts and being able to let go of thoughts that they don't want to think about. And so by meditating, we take control over our life because we take control over our thoughts. That is, we don't let our thoughts interfere because once we realize that we are the observer of our thoughts, we can let them go without repercussion and only concentrate on the thoughts we want to think about. Does anybody have any, does anybody want comment from the group about how to accomplish one of their goals that they've been thinking about? I have a comment. So for me, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of watched myself a little bit. And one of the biggest contributors, sometimes we use uh, as an excuse not to meet our goal or, or 
my goals in particular is because, you know, family commitment or work or something like that. But I realize more and more it's laziness of my own self rather than anything else. Uh, that's kind of, that's most of the time preventing me from achieving that goal. And you asked earlier, I missed my goal of my, my weight target. I, I wrote it down. I don't even know if that was right or wrong. I wrote it down at the beginning of 2020 and I, I, I did not meet it. I didn't feel bad about meeting, not meeting that because I don't think it was that important. <clears throat> I think what's important is, uh, that I, I focused on it, and if I, I really wanted to achieve that goal, I could have. And I missed that goal because of my laziness. And I, I believe that that's, that's one of the things I have seen for myself. But anyways, that's, that's about your, your question earlier. Uh, regarding spiritual goals, I think one of the things, what I felt, like meditation, uh, for example, it's a bit challenging. I mean, you need a lot of positive nourishment to get to a point that you can sit in for even one minute or 10, I mean, 10 minutes or 20 minutes to be able to achieve that state of mind. And so that I have made my goal of watching at least three spiritual videos through the week. And nowadays there's, you know, you pick the one you like and you have uh, all the all the speakers, the ones I like, I'll mention about Sister Shivani. Uh, she has two podcasts. One is uh, Happiness Unlimited, and the other one is Being Divine. They're 30 minutes each. Uh, I watched Dr. Sundar Maharaj Sahib. He has a short version. Uh, Rakesh Pai, he does every day up to five minutes. I think those small things and small, I mean, this realization about laziness came from one of the, one of the, one of those sessions. And, uh, I, I believe that it helps us not only, I mean, obviously spiritually, but, uh, mentally and physically as well. I mean, my exercise goal probably got strengthened because of those mental exercise with the videos. So being disciplined, I think it's part of it and that our spiritual advancement helps more of our, our goals by being disciplined. Right. And that's great that you brought up excuses. That reminds me of an epiphany I had pretty recently, is that I've been really good about monitoring my thoughts and being mindful all the time because that's the goal, is to be aware you're thinking the entire time you're awake. And one of the things I've been monitoring is what's been going on in my head when I reach into the pantry and I grab a snack, right? Usually something salty that is probably bad for me. And I usually want to do it when I get home from work. And it's usually because of work and driving home from work. I use that as an excuse to do that. And I've been monitoring. It's kind of a little bit hard to put into words, but... Right as the instant um, I'm reaching for it and then I'm not reaching for it and then why I reach for it again and why I pull back again. And it's these excuses that I realize that the excuse could be anything because it is my desire that's controlling me. And I realize that I put my arm out when I start to pity myself or when I say I deserve this or this happened to me and then that makes me put my arm out and I take my arm back when I realize that I'm in control I want to do what I want and I've literally stood in the pantry okay and put my arm out and back three times okay and I realize that the excuse doesn't have to have it's crazy because the excuse doesn't have to have any rational relationship to the desired goal. That is, I realize my brain is really working against me. My brain is using, grasping at anything and everything to make me put out my hand. It is, I have heard crazy things from my brain. I have heard things like, oh, you know, some stupid stuff, okay? Oh, you know, I had a long day or, oh, you know, the kids are really acting up today or, oh, you know, I feel tired or, 
Oh, these have nothing to do with why I'm putting out my hand. You know, oh, you know, um, this thing happened. And that's, that's the epiphany I had is there is no rational relationship between the cause and the effect. The relationship is between the desire and the amount of willpower I have and the amount of arguments I have against it and the amount of mindfulness I'm seeing in that present moment. There's no rational relationship between my, I'm sorry, it's pretty hard to explain, between my performing a vice and the reasons I'm telling myself that I'm performing that vice and the actual reasons that I'm performing that vice. That is, my brain is confabulating excuse. And this is like, this, what I just spent five minutes trying to explain happens in less than a second. Extreme, a large amount of excuses happen at the same time. This is one of the things that you're in for if you can kind of harness your mind, is you will realize how much your mind is working against you, how much your brain, excuse me, is working against you. These excuses are rapid fire, nonstop. And I try to pull my hand back and and my hand just goes and I pull my hand back. And then when I'm not thinking about it, when for some reason my mindfulness is not there, my hand goes and it's in my mouth and it's all over. I lost, okay? And this is like a very tiny example of the powerful effects that your brain has on you and how hard it is to use these weapons to combat it. And I'm thinking, have you ever done this thing? Has anybody ever experienced this thing where it's like you're doing something and you're telling yourself, this is bad for me. I should not be doing this. And you keep doing it. You're like, I am making a mistake right now. And your body just makes the mistake. I realize that that is something that happens to me. Like, I should not be doing this. I'm making a mistake right now. This is not something that I want to do. And I keep doing it. Has everybody ever experienced that? All the time, Tim. <laughs> All the time. Like, this is a mistake. I should be, I should, I should be fighting this. Like, I know this is wrong to do, but I can't do it. But hopefully the, our discussion today will help us overcome these things. And um, we're going to return to this in six months. So don't feel like we're not going to return to it. And if that accountability helps you, I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but sometimes people have accountability issues and it helps them reach their goals. So we will be performing this in six months. Thank you everybody for your time today. I know this wasn't kind of an unusual class. I hope that you have benefited from this. Next week, we'll be back on our regular schedule talking about Jainism. Any last questions or comments? Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.